Hi, I'm Nathan Riley, the Holistic OBGYN. I knew that I wanted to change the maternity care model in the United States from early in residency training. I have now ventured out of the corporate medical space entirely to lend my support to this task. This podcast is a 501c3 and will feature important voices in the women's healthcare space, as well as present a more holistic approach to meeting the healthcare needs of women. If we want to see lasting structural change, then it's critical that we empower women to reclaim their vitality rather than merely treating their disease. We also need to support the reinstatement of the midwifery care model as the standard. Midwives, doulas, mothers, fathers, women, and witches, you have my support. Now on with the podcast. Welcome back to the Holistic OBGYN. Um, I'm here with a new friend and collaborator of mine, Lisa Marie Oxenham. Um, did I say your last name right? You did. All right. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, Lisa. I know you as a, you sound like a stellar midwife. I think you're out in California. Is that right? I am indeed. Right on. Southern California. Right on. What, what, what do people need to know about you? Tell us about yourself a little bit. Well, mostly what people do know about me is that I am a water wife. I'm considered a water birth expert. I've been deeply influenced by the work of Barbara Harper. And I serve the whole Southern California, and I have a pretty big area. We go from Orange County, parts of the more eastern side of LA County, and all of the Inland Empire. Right on. Wow, that's a, a huge, both, huge area. Both ends of it. Yeah. I do, and I have two homes that, that way, and a van. <laughs> so, vaned off the van gives us a place to cook and eat and sleep, especially at those first timers. Right on. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. So you're like a nomadic midwife in a way. I am. We're extraordinarily mobile. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So all the visits at their house, all the follow-up at their house. And so they never have to leave and deal with traffic. Yeah. Yeah. So probably the biggest plus is that we're sparing the driving. Right on. And you recently enrolled in my collaborator program at the silver level, which um, people are going to know all about because I have little, you know, they'll, they'll hear about it during like my, my outro to the interview. Right. So um, you and I have exchanged emails about patient cases, and I just love this collaborative program because I get to learn from you guys as much as you get to learn from me. So, uh, thank you. I want to take a, a moment to acknowledge you for that. Thank you for 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 supporting me and letting me support you. And I want to do the next level up just to get there. Right on, right on. We'll get you there. Only one level. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, Lisa, I'm gonna. Uh, do you go by by Lisa or Lisa Marie? Yeah, Lisa Marie. Probably most people would know me as Lisa, Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie. Okay. I'll, then I'll call yeah. you that. That's fine. Okay. You can call me. But either time. Okay. <laughs> I'm responsible. Right on. Okay. Uh, so, Lisa, do you want, Lisa Marie, do you want to guide us in a big deep breath before we get into the big question? Sure. Let's do that. Let's take a. Let's close our eyes yeah. if you don't mm -hmm. mind. And let's just take a nice big breath in. And then relax and let everything out. So yourself sink into that. Let's do it one more time. Yeah. Just one more things and threes are best. And then out. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, Lisa Marie, the floor is yours. What do you want? What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? That is a good one, a good question. And the answer comes from over 30 years of working with women and families. 
and the things that I noticed that I didn't think mattered until I learned the hard way. The first one would be that I do believe that the wisdom of our history is hiding in our cervix. So if a woman has had extensive trauma, abuse, um, beliefs about herself that are incorrect, that are off, and then all of the beliefs from her ancestral line are all represented in her cervix. So we're really big on dealing with that. Even in a consultation, we bring that up to see the kind of visceral reaction we get. And it gives women an opportunity towards healing, or if it's maybe too much for them to let me know that, and then we can navigate. Because mm. not all women can come to that place at their birth, right? Mm -hmm. But some do, and most do. And we believe that pregnancy is a time of clairvoyancy where all women are in an altered state of, it's like a superpower. They actually are able to deal with trauma in a different way than had they not been pregnant. Wow. So we, we really approach this with so much of a sacred perspective. And my husband being present at the prenatals offers that additional kind of mirroring from a safe, sacred male mm -hmm. in that birthing place. And there's lots of reviews about his presence on Yelp, which is really fun because people are sometimes put off a little bit about the idea of a, of a man at birth. We've learned when it's the right team, it's the right team and healing can happen. So when you say we, you were mentioning about when you travel around in Vandolf, um, which by the way, sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Vandolf the Great Vandolf. and Vandolf the Great. <laughs> um, the pro master man. Yeah, right. I, so I, I'm now learning the the duo is you and your husband is that right correct that's awesome yeah, wow i've never heard about that right he should have his cpm by the end of this year that's our that's our hope wow man it'd be great to have him on too maybe we could get him on to do a separate yes that would be amazing he's been to 350 burrs already and those burrs are all in of course my perspective because i'm his primary preceptor and so he he knows quite a bit just from alone you pick up so much yeah i can already tell he's a great man we need uh i've actually been interviewing some men for this podcast as well and and embodied men like it, it embodying men with and in, in, in sort of inspiring them to to hold space for the feminine is is a huge part of the healing process and what i'm trying Absolutely. to motivate our society towards in this this new maternity care space for lack of better terms. So uh, we're definitely going to have him on the show. That would be, um, he, he has deeply influenced my practice. He's the one who taught me that I have to think of my practice also as a business because midwives are often taken advantage of sometimes financially. Mm -hmm. And so he taught me to think about the sacrifice that we literally have our towards client care mm. any car i own and any home i own is so that i can provide care to my families and we don't have small children so we're very free i don't have a nursing baby i don't have children at school they're all adults they're all grown and it frees us to be a hundred percent available and all the sagacity right mm. the wisdom gained over time is something that we're able to offer to all of our clients and then me from a, from my then my lens of my life lived and his from his uh, life at Wow. He's pretty amazing. He, he manages all of our admin and all my scheduling. He tracks my licensure, all my CEUs. He books everything. So I am free to literally show up and, and be. It's wonderful. Mm, yeah. He's magic. Yeah, totally. The other midwives that know me, they're like, we all need a Richard. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a Richard. That sounds like a great t-shirt. We need to make a t-shirt for you. <laughs> 
So uh, Lisa Marie, let's go to the second point. Your first point was like okay. brilliant. I don't even want to like muck around with the language. You are just a, there's so much wisdom in what you said. Um, let's, uh, let's go to your second point. Okay, my second point, I'll even read what I had written to you originally. That each birth is an invitation to different aspects of our own growth potential. We are separate parents for each soul. And this works both for the midwife and also for the parents. Mm -hmm. Richard has pointed out to some of our moms, where she brought it up and then we've been sharing, um, a, dear, a dear client that was pointing out, I have to be a separate mother for each of my children. And to the extent, the same is true for your labor and for your birth. When you are pregnant, you're going to learn and you have an opportunity to gain a whole different thing with that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But when we start hearing verbiage like, oh, but with my first and with my second and with my third, this, we're like, well, let's not, you have an opportunity, an invitation to just step into this as though it's your first birth. I think every pregnancy should be stepped towards the first birth, mm. even the discomforts of it. It's telling a different story. Our body does not produce illness just randomly. It's talking to us and we have a chance to listen mm -hmm. to it and believe it mm -hmm. and then make the appropriate either changes Maybe it's just an emotional thing that has to be untangled. Let's untangle stuff. And then the burrs don't have to be the place where we untangle things. I work with a dear doctor, Anastasia Lenders. She's in Brea. And she had said that pregnancy should be the time when we labor. Let's labor in our pregnancies, both preparing by being physically strong so that we can give birth. We can just give birth and not doing the, the two in, in labor. I thought that was brilliant. That is brilliant. So we, wow. we work from that paradigm now too. So yeah, I think that we, and as midwives, right? If I have a client that seems like a different client, I am cutting the benefit short for her. If I even remotely go there, we have to approach all of our clients as though they're brand new to us. I don't know her, mm. her histories or her biases. I don't know her secret beliefs about herself. So it's always a discovery and it's exciting. It's exciting to no power yeah. as a midwife we're literally servants I mean, we are servants yeah. i clean up pubic yeah so i tell people clean up blood we make beds sometimes we cook sometimes but we are servants right on i think that's a healthy paradigm you're you're approach. you're you're helping me with our we have a baby coming in early november and you're already giving me you're you're giving i don't the word hope doesn't make sense there but it's like you're you're just inspiring me to just become an even better partner to my wife. I mean, you're giving me so much juicy stuff to, to digest later. So thank you. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a private talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like collaborator, uh, collaborate privileges. <laughs> I was thinking about this, even though you're an OB, OBs are not trained in natural childbirth. Mm -hmm. You are not, you are not made to sit hundreds of unmedicated, uninduced burrs. And so the informed knowing, that deep sense of knowing, it comes over time, it comes through lots of exposure. So this is a true two-way learning. It'll be so exciting for you to see what all the midwives have to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to, to, to comment on what, what you just said, going into the birth of our first baby, it, it was an exercise for me, uh, not the birth itself. At the, at the time that we were preparing, like that transition was happening and we were getting ready to have the baby. It, it was clear as day that I am in love with this woman and I'm here to support this woman and everything else just fades away. And then our baby emerged and it was this beautiful, wow. incredible experience. 
um, but you're right in our training, we, we never really get the experience of sitting with a person from the beginning of those first, like, Ooh, those are stronger yeah. than I remember contractions to even through the postpartum period. We don't actually get to be with, with a, with a birthing person from start to finish and really soak in that entire experience. And when you sit and you're present with it, it changes everything. And I, I actually did that in residency and I got scolded and chastised and everything else because there's too many other things to do. But that's, that was a yeah. part of my journey as a physician and, and really appreciating like, gosh, guys, we, we are good for a couple of reasons, but most of the time right. we just need to step back and hold space and get the hell out of the way. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I, I have had a lot of practice with that and it took me years to develop that, uh, appreciation, you know, that, that you're describing. And I've been to like, I say a, a thousand plus, but they aren't all home births. They aren't all those, the births where, where the, the, where the woman and her partner are, are sort of embodying the, are, are filling the space in the way that, that you and Richard, um, a company, you know, in, in, in the, a company, your clients. So, so I, I've got a lot more to learn. <laughs> hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this awesome conversation. wanted to tell you quickly about my collaborator program. This program's for midwives, doulas, docs, birth educators, coaches, whoever. I'm inviting anybody who works with women to enroll into this program for a monthly fee. And the way that it works is, let's say on Monday, you've got a patient who has some fertility issues despite working with them through an in-depth functional nutrition program. They're still unable to get pregnant. You want some insight from an OBGYN. You want me to review labs, imaging, etc. It's a great opportunity. Then on Tuesday, you've got a patient who, uh, let's say you're a midwife and you're caring for a, a birthing person who just got some ultrasound re reports and you want to know, hey, is this still a person that that you know should be considered a good candidate for home birth, for example. Um, I'll give you recommendations, I'll give you insight, I'll even tell you what I would do, right? And then Wednesday, you might have a completely different question. So this is a way to keep your patients out of the conventional model if desired and keep them on track for home birth if that's what they desire. Um, or it may just help you better support them if they have to go in for a C-section or whatever else. So there's gonna be two levels. There's gonna be the silver level, which will allow you that access if you want to go for the gold level. The gold level will include a weekly live Q&A video conference peer review session with all gold level members, including me. Um, and you're going to find some of the nation's best midwives there. And the opportunity here is that we're all engaged in a, an hour-long conversation. It will be recorded. If you miss it, you can check it out later through the website. And we're going to be able to post questions and as a group discuss and, and sort of I don't know, collaborate together as to how to best manage and answer those questions. Um, and of course, I'll be there to provide the allopathic OBGYN insight as well. So um, so that's my collaborator program. When you lock in a, a rate, a monthly fee, that fee will never change for you. Although I will say that the price of this program is probably going to go up as I've had increasing numbers of people reaching out and super interested. So check it out. All the details will be at belovedholistics.com. And you can send me questions through the website as well if you need any further clarification. And I think that just about does it. Let's get back to the conversation. Yeah, and to be clear, I want to I wanna be very clear. I could not do the work I do without the work of doulas. Mm -hmm. I do require them for first-time moms now because I know that I'm not a laborist. And I know that some midwives are. Our practice is a little bit fuller 
And I've learned that my limitations are I cannot labor in those early labor hours, but she needs support. So a doula is worth her weight in gold. We realize she works so hard. She deserves her fee. And we, I just want to give a big shout out to doulas because they make home birth possible. I don't have them for all the births. I wish we could. I wish all, I think all women deserve a doula. That way the father is freed from having to be her support yes, person. Yes. The lover, the unit of the three of you that are birthing can be maintained so you can just be you and respond as you not as doctor you but just husband mm -hmm. partner lover and the doula can then do hip squeezes mm -hmm. maybe get you something to drink mm -hmm. or put you down for a nap because it's time to get you rejuvenated for the birth and tend to mom or have her sleep yeah so doulas right matter. on yeah i i couldn't agree more and and you know also to the to the comment about like paying like paying a fee, you know, in the health insurance model, we're totally detached from the fees that are paid for the care that we receive in a hospital. And those fees are exorbitant. Don't get me wrong. Because of insurance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so we're so detached from that, that when we, that what we, what we sometimes fail to realize when we're, when we are supporting people in the birth community or we're pursuing a, a community birth, whether it's at home, a birth center, whatever, outside of that, that financial model, yeah. we fail to realize like, this is the best use of your money. Like this is right. why you work is to pay good people to be with you during these incredibly important times. So I want to echo what you said and honor that, like pay your doula, pay your midwife, heck pay your, right. pay your doctor too. And, uh, and, and sit with just how, how much comfort and how much security it gives you to have this experienced person in your home right. rubbing your back. <laughs> right. We sometimes have to compare that people won't even think twice about spending 20 to 40 grand on a car down and lose value. Whereas a birthing experience is permanent. Yeah. You're marked for life and you're just the sense of accomplishment and joy and peace for the baby. Mm. You're starting the baby off differently. We've had many clients tell us their home birth baby seem different. There's a, I mean, think about it. You're not being born into manual rotation and extraction in a cold room people you don't know you're controlling your birth these children are born into love into the environment of their own homes it changes i think it changes civilizations yeah to do the birth yeah yeah it starts here that's beautiful yeah. lisa marie thank you what, what's uh what's a third point that you'd like the world to third know point. i know it's how i can say anything about water birth which i'm being so good about because we can do a separate thing on water totally birth. um i believe that midwives from my preceptors that we have to be changed willing to be changed by the women we care for you know it's a mirror so for example mm -hmm. women that come in oh yeah know your own biases your history seek healing learn from the people you serve i learned a lesson from karen baker who was my preceptor in the ukaipa area she's phenomenal she had said that women with other wounds will set you up so that you can fail them they will set you up so that they can maintain the narrative if they haven't done the work that they are not worth loving. So they'll be difficult. They'll text you all the time. You'll spend hours investing in them, but you will fall short. You, they need you to. And when I learned this, I realized I had a mother wound. Mid, most midwives come into this with our own woundings, and then we're seeking healing through the people that we serve instead of doing the work. And I have done the work on all of that. And it changes your paradigm when you're not functioning for your own gain or your own healing. 
So yeah, when I spot that now and I warn women about this phenomena of the mother wound and we had one client who's, she's like, I feel like I'm setting you up because she had fired two different midwives for different reasons. And she found herself setting me up, being unhappy about things. And she called herself out on it and said, I am just bringing this up because I realized I was doing the thing. <laughs> so the more we're changed by the women that we serve, or if we're irritated about a thing, it's something in us. It's almost never them. They have the freedom to be where they're at. And we have the freedom to grow from it. Mm. So that, those are probably the biggest things that I have learned and that provides tremendous freedom in my practice. Because now, however birth goes, I have no attachment to it. If we have to go to a hospital, mm. I embrace it. I remember being in an elevator at a Kaiser looking down at the tile work. You know that, uh another transport. And I just felt a voice say, this is part of your practice. This is your practice. And I learned to embrace the tile floors in hospital as an experience that I want to have. I want to approach with joy. Mm. So now I'm sweet. And I believe this forever to be sweet to the nurses, sweet, but advocate, you know, very strongly that you get more with honey. So yeah, it just frees you up, frees you up to just let things unfold for them. Yeah. Took a long time to get there though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this is the whole, like what you just described in a nutshell through the mother wound is really like an allegory for the whole human experience. Absolutely. You know, as a man, as a woman, as some non, as a non-binary in individual, as, as a child, like we are constantly having to just take a step back and then step back in yeah. and integrate and then step back out and step back in and integrate. It's a constant learning process. And um, what you said about the hospital really, of course, hits home for me because it's for a while, I was mad at the system. I was like upset about hospital birth and whatnot. And it's like, I need to let that go. Um, this, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on me. That's not on the system. The system was designed to do exactly what it's doing. And, and there's a lot of good that's happening in hospitals. Let's, let's not forget that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a failure if things go differently and it's in, right. I don't know that integration you're right is, is I think what's lacking in society. And I, I thank you for saying that. Well, also on that to, you know, on that last point, sometimes you end up in a transport because the greater thing mm -hmm. is happening for her that we don't even know. For example, the fourth degree tear. Mm -hmm. um, her her story is public, so I can use her name page. She followed up with a really neat conclusion where she realized she needed to go back to the hospital. It was different to go back and feel like they cared about her as opposed to the trauma of her mm -hmm. first cesarean. Mm -hmm. It was a V-back. And that she could advocate for herself. I came to advocate for her. And to her, if she hadn't had that experience, she would have been up and about. She would not have gained the depth of what she gained by going back. Or my dear friend, Amanda, who had attempted a home birth after two cesareans, we ended up back at the hospital because her second cesarean was very, was a healing cesarean. First was traumatic. And then husband wasn't supportive about the home birth. So we end up again at a hospital for this third birth. But the baby comes out, her, her yoni, because she felt she just needed a little pain relief. And it, there was dynamics in the home and it got her out. It was just amazing how it's not you birth. It's about this other level of what's happening. Mm. And if we don't have attachment or pride, some midwives have pride. Oh, I have a 
2% transport rate or 10% or whatever. Does it matter? If you're transporting because it serves the highest good, it doesn't matter what your transport rate is. Yeah. Right? I mean, we have a very, very low transport rate, but I am just as proud of the one to go to get help yeah. for because it's what she needed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, exactly. We, we, we tend to see ourselves, we get stuck in that, the sort of state of just physical being and, you know, yeah. and, and like having a home birth then for the person who set out to have a home birth, of course we want to support that. Right. But is the universe throwing us a, throwing us a wrench when we were expecting a basketball and right. delivering us to the hospital for other reasons? Maybe there is some healing that needs to take place in this space. Now that you've gone through the 99% of the marathon at home, perhaps now right. you're here to do some healing in this space right. in order to forgive, in order to feel better, in order to be inspired in some way. Perhaps this is there's, there's something important to be learned from this experience for the birthing person, for the midwife, whoever. Um, that's beautiful, Lisa Marie. Yeah, we had a mom who, uh, well, she, yeah, I guess if I don't say any names, she had had a very traumatic intrauterine experience. Her mother had been killed while she was pregnant with her. And they saved the baby. And so she grew up in hospitals and was very traumatized by hospitals, heart surgeries and things. When she was due to deliver, of course, we end up back at the hospital where she had an opportunity to tell the doctor, no, stop massaging my perineum. That doesn't feel good. And no, you may not do that. And it ended up being a very empowering experience for her to say no when she never got to say no to doctors before and then had a beautiful home birth after that, you know, so that's amazing. I do, <laughs> it's an amazing kind yeah. of circle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. In other words, like what I'm taking from that is perhaps part of your healing journey as a human, that person, this individual conscious human being, perhaps the story here. Uh, or at least chapter three of the story or whatever, <laughs> is is you actually becoming embodied and finding the strength to say no. Perhaps that's actually the whole, one of the morals no that comes out of this. Yeah. Wow. That's really Absolutely. a great perspective. You're really awesome. <laughs> well, that's very fun yeah. for you to say that. Beautiful. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if we have time. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I was going to say, I think we should wrap it up, but do you have another one little uh, other point you wanted to throw in there? No, I was going to completely change the subject, but I can wait until a different time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let her rip. Well, I was going to completely just about water birth, my only little plug about it, that if I could encourage all the people that are doing water birth right now to think of the tub surface as a vagina, think of it as the biggest yoni you've ever seen. And a baby deserves to have its face popped out first to integrate to the atmosphere to activate the trigeminal nerve so the larynx open gently, just like a land birth. We have endeavored to make our water births mimic the time frame of a land birth mm. so that it's a little bit of a slower and gentle transition instead of slamming baby into gravity. Because I get a lot of comments about my babies and they're underwater too long and all the things. And actually, if a baby's never breathed, it's okay. They just they're chill out under the water. And now it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a second. Give them a second. Give a second. It'll be fine. Yeah. You need to sit on your hands. So we're learning to do that, to have a, a more peaceful water birth. Water birth can be extraordinarily traumatic. Mm. You're whipping those babies out, rubbing them down with a towel and bulbing them. I don't think it's necessary. So um, I'm hoping that we can cover more on that, uh, Nate, going forward, maybe what we expound on the science behind water birth. I would love to do an episode on water birth. We'll do that in a separate interview. 
um, that's exactly what this show is all about. So, so Lisa Marie, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom in like what 30 minutes, you just dropped so much, so much wisdom on us. Thank you. Um, how can people find you and connect with you if they'd like to? They can go to our website. The easy one to remember would be waterbirth.me. And my Instagram is at barefoot midwife. You can also go to barefootmidwife.com. That's also, we have like three. Yeah, and Instagram's barefoot midwife and all books are on there too. Right on. Yeah, we did write one book for children called The Water Birth Story and it's on Amazon. And it has us in it as the characters and it's to prepare children for a water birth with a midwife. You know, it shows the, the prenatal visit, it shows the birth team meeting that we do. Wow teaching part with the doll and then it shows the labor happening and the little girl's experience of uh, welcoming a sibling in a home birth setting so that's kind of fun uh, preparatory tool one of many there's quite a few other good home birth prep books for children yeah i haven't seen many of those so it's uh you've got your hand in a whole bunch of different spaces here i'm so glad that we're in touch and um thank you for doing the work you do really you're welcome. And you, thank you for being here. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot more conversation going forward. Thank you so much, Lisa Marie. You're welcome. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I'm so glad you're here and in alignment with our mission here at the Holistic OBGYN. We are a 501c3 we work by donations, so if you'd like to make a donation, go to BelovedHolistics.com. You'll also be able to find out more information about um, today's guest and anything else that was mentioned on the show. You can also find out more information about the collaborator program that I mentioned earlier. And again, whether you're a midwife, a doula, a birth educator, a lactation specialist, an, o- an OBGYN, a- an MD from another specialty, if you need help and support from an allopathic and also holistic-minded OBGYN, who's got training in a whole other bunch of stuff we never learned in medical school, please come and find me on the website. For a very reasonable monthly fee, you'll be able to interact with me anytime you need some support in the field. And if you want to join the gold level, you'll also have some help with prescriptions. You'll have some help from other people in the space, other midwives, other holistic lifestyle practitioners. Um, through our weekly live video recorded peer review sessions. I'll of course be there and I'll be able to give him my insight, but more importantly, we're going to be holding space for the midwifery model of care and all of the beautiful attributes and contributions that the many great midwives in our country have made to this field and, and should continue to make and, and lead in this space that does it for today we will see you next time here on the holistic OBGYN take care